1: Watching the tide roll away Ooh,
0: just Sitting on a dock of the bay Wasting time, time I
1: left my home in Georgia Headed
0: for the Frisco Bay I've had nothing to live for look like nothing's gonna come my way so i'm just gonna sit on the
1: dark little day watching the tide roll away. welcome back to the clemson podcast i'm your host nick and folks we did it we are on our way back to the college football national championship game for this marquee event of the sport we traveled to the cradle of college football where the best ball in the country is played the best recruits come from Coaches go to fill out their staffs, and when you think of this sport, college football, you think of none other than the San Francisco Bay Area. And folks, we want to celebrate Clemson's annual matchup with Alabama by bringing in repeat offender Bama Dozer. Dozer, how you doing, buddy?
0: Hey, how's it going?
1: Good, man. We're just excited to be hosting.
0: Yeah. You are set up perfect for this, living out there, and you never get to see anything live, so it's finally coming to you, huh?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, well, those are, you know, congratulations are in order. You guys beat up on playoff, doormat, and warm-up act Oklahoma, and you did it worse than Georgia did a year ago. Uh, but not as bad, badly as Clemson, and you didn't cover. But uh, congrats all the same. But definitely an impressive victory, uh, strong game for the Tide. What were your main takeaways coming out of that Orange Bowl?
0: Uh, yeah, our secondary is still suspect. Um, I know Oklahoma has the explosive offense of the Big 12 everybody talks about, but I still would prefer if we had played a little tighter in the second half. Um, we were good in good pressure, but uh, Kyle Murray's speed burnt us. Uh, he was a lot shiftier um, than I was expecting. Cause it's true that I didn't really watch him much this year because Big 12 football was just boring to watch because there's no defense and it's just a boat race to see who could see get the most points at the end of the game. So I just didn't watch much. So I was surprised to see how shifty he was. Um, but other than that, I thought we had good pressure. Um, I love our offense right now because we've got more than one running back. We've got four viable options how we can shove down people's throats and have fresh legs throughout the game. Unlike Clemson, who seems just to ride their one horse till it dies. Um which I think will be a problem against Alabama. But that, that was my big takeaway as offense was and his ankle. Uh, and I was not too happy with the secondary of Alabama. And more or less also kind of the, the linebacker spying on the quarterback. But I don't think we're going to have that same problem against Clemson. So I'm, look, I'm feeling pretty good about this one.
1: Yeah, definitely a great offensive output from Alabama. Um, faced a tough offense in Oklahoma. But um, really in this one, once the tie jumped out to that 21-0 lead, And eventually a 28 0 lead um, in the second quarter. That was really it. I didn't really think after that Oklahoma was going to be able to do anything um, in this game. Yeah. And, you know, the comeback, I guess you could call it Oklahoma covering. I think that was more indicative of, I mean, certainly Kyler Murray is solid, but Alabama's focus and kind of um, give a shit in the second half more so than Oklahoma imposing its will on the Crimson Tide. Uh, But definitely, you know, some points left on the board by the tide, but. Ultimately, uh, this one was a snoozer. Yeah, by by the late going.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying to my friends. Um, Cause like I prefer football games uh, that are over in the first half, so I can like not worry about them and like get some stuff done around the house um, and sleep. Because that game was late for me. Um, so yeah, I prefer games to be thirty-five to three at the half, and I can just not worry about them. But uh, when the second half happens, sometimes he gets a little hard on me. But again, Alabama looked good. I'm very happy where they're at. Um, to his ankle, I was the reports going into the game were that it was iffy at best. Um, but he got some crazy surgery that it turns out only Alabama players can get. So don't ask questions. May not be FDA approved, but we have a wa- we have a waiver for that. Typically, um, but it worked. Um, and we're good and now we have sweet sets where we have two uh quarterbacks on the field at the same time until he gets to be a receiver and everybody knows that he's a deep threat so it's going to really help us out uh keep this uh keep the secondary honest
1: yeah i just want to take this chance to applaud nick Saban um putting jalen hurts into that sensory deprivation chamber brainwashing him into not transferring this year um, on the clemson side we had kelly bryan transfer to an sec school it uh, would have been great to see some two cute quarterback sets on our side play out. I thought it would have happened if he stuck around, uh, but definitely, I guess, good for the Tide to see uh, Jalen Hurts come out in different circumstances than you guys had in that Georgia game in the SEC championship.
0: Mm-hmm. But that okay, that brings up a very good point. People are talking about how Georgia should gotten in the playoff and all that stuff, um, but I don't agree with that. Notre Dame should not have made it. Yes, their schedule is atrocious. They should force them to join a conference, probably the ACC, so they can just lose a bunch of games before they even get in the conversation. But the thing about Georgia is they've lost to Alabama's backup quarterback two times in a row. So they can't be in the playoff. Like, you keep losing to our backup,
1: and you in Ohio, you're not
0: allowed to be in And able.
1: an Ohio State transfer, essentially Dwayne Haskins' backup quarterback.
0: Yeah. yeah. So um, I was against Georgia making it. Uh, I was also against Ohio State making it because Urban Meyer's a human trash bag um, and he would just will say whatever he needs to say to get out of it and uh, never said sorry for anything he's ever done. Um, I was hoping that he'd, it'd be a little tighter game in their bowl game so he could see the dramatic, I'm about to die, Urban Meyer having like epileptic seizures on the sidelines when the team's losing to make it look like it's not actually his fault. Um, so, I was very disappointed in Washington for that. Um, it's going to be sad to see him go. I'm sad that it wasn't Nick Saban making him retire again. Um, I guess he's worried about Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I don't know what's happening, but I guess he's just afraid he's going to start losing again, and he's out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, Urban Meyer finally has decided to hang him up. Um, you know, I, I personally feel bad for Miami, Notre Dame. USC, even South Carolina um, schools who would likely love to turn over their head coach. And they would love a splashy hire like urban Meyer to come to their school. Um, But look, you know, urban Meyer said he's done. And when that guy gives his word, I mean, that is, that is a bond that is strong as Oak dozer.
0: Yeah. And he, his word and the quality of people he recruits, nothing's better than that.
1: And coaches. He hires just (laughs) a plus all the way. So uh, look, you know, if you need Urban Meyer next year, he will be in a classroom on the campus at the Ohio State University. Um, I, he'll probably stay there the rest of his career, frankly.
0: Um, I've already contacted Ohio State to see if I could audit the course, because um, I need some CE credits. I don't know if it's going to go towards my PE license, but I'm going to try to get them. Um, hopefully they'll let me in, because I have, I have a lot of questions for him. A lot.
1: He will, he will have clear answers, I'm sure.
0: And because I'm auditing, he can't fail me, so it'd be great.
1: Um, well, look, I feel like uh, we've talked enough about kind of the window dressing of this game. Why don't we get into this matchup here? Um, Clemson brings in the number two team in the country, undefeated, 14-0 run for this year, fourth consecutive ACC title. Uh, the accolades go, go on. Um, you touched a little bit on this Alabama offense. You're feeling good about that. We feel pretty good about the Clemson offense on our side. Um, certainly that was what was lacking in our Sugar Bowl matchup last year with Bama. Um, so we we definitely feel a bit more confident in that side of the ball here. And then we brought back pretty much our whole defense um, from last year into this year. Um, ha- have definitely had some contributions from freshmen come in. Um, a little bit of turnover. Uh, we were without Dexter Lawrence. You might have some comments about that. Uh, we still don't know his status for the game this weekend. But it's going to take quite a bit of... Uh, I would say convincing from Clemson with the NCAA. NCAA yeah, is a, a very—he's
0: not coming through that door. Look, Don't then, even get your hopes. We so. know
1: the NCAA is a just, fair institution. Uh, they care about justice and doing right by student athletes and players, and the competition on the field. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced justice will prevail here. But you know, extenuating circumstances do do happen once in a while. Um, but anyway, yeah, we feel pretty good about Clemson coming in. Obviously, Alabama's formidable foe. Um, and this is really the title game that I think, even if you're a casual college football fan, even if you're tired of seeing these two these two names up here, this really could be the best matchup of the series thus far. After two amazing championship games to start, um, I, I will say what might prevent it from being the best of the series could be the site and the venue and the atmosphere. Um, you know, you can get you can walk into that stadium now, for what single-digit dollars at this point.
0: Uh, uh, according to eBay, yes. Um, that might be a problem for lesser teams like Clemson, but you think Nick Saban and Cochran are going to let those, people, uh, hit those players show up and not just be ready for blood? Uh, that must be a Clemson worry. Alabama fans don't really worry about those type of things.
1: <laughs> I mean, we've played at uh, such raucous environments as Wallace Wade Stadium in uh, Durham, North Carolina. Uh, I I think we're used to playing in kind of empty, cavernous stadiums before uh, without much atmosphere. But um, anyway, yeah, I think that it is a pity for the college football kind of fandom out there to not have this be you a well-attended, raucous event. Um, I went to the the Phoenix National Championship game. It was pretty well-attended, but you could still get in right at game time, but under face value. I think this year is going to be even worse, and there might be some weather conditions in the game. So that's a bummer. But um, definitely, you know, want to say for those coming out, should, should still be a really good event, um, you know, and, and hit us up. We're going to be tailgating uh, for yeah. those coming out.
0: Yeah, uh, I will most likely be there as well. So yeah, look out, look out, NorCal. Dozer's coming to town. And Dozer's not just there for work.
1: That's right. A <laughs> little bit of leisure too. Um, Dozer, I, yeah. I believe we at the podcast owe you a six-pack of beer from last year's game. We will make good on that wager and I'll probably make another, another wager uh, this year. Um, so yeah, for those who want to meet the dozer, we'll see if you, we can get you by the tailgate too.
0: Yeah, uh, I, pref- I prefer stouts. Uh, All right. If I can't see my hand through my beer, it's preferred. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I had a question for you. Are you worried that Trevor Lawrence, you all's golden boy, Samson-haired, well-groomed man, a child uh, has thrown 44 more passes than Tua, but has 14 less touchdowns than Tua. Am I concerned about that? Yeah, um, that he's not as good as everybody makes him out to be, because he has long hair and that distracts everybody.
1: I mean, it certainly helps. Uh, it certainly helps with the, you know, the the look and the sheen. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, we can talk about touchdowns per pass. Um, I think it it probably relates to the fact that. Um, I, we're not hitting as many explosive deep balls as Alabama is um, not too concerning for me considering um, the style of offense we're playing and, and where Clemson generates its offense and generates its touchdowns um, I would I would say Alabama has a prolific amount of touchdowns from 30 yards and in, uh, 30 yards and out um, whereas Clemson, I mean we're not necessarily a red zone run offense necessarily we have a lot of explosive plays too um but a lot of that from our end is coming from the running game too. And um I think that certainly Alabama is a formidable run game, but uh the majority of the touchdowns are being scored by the uh, Army of receivers you guys have.
0: Yeah. Do you all have a tight end? We have a an
1: H back that we like to run out there. Okay. Uh, we <laughs> okay. we're familiar with the tight end position as a concept and a a construct, uh, but it's something that uh yeah, certainly hasn't necessarily shown itself as a as a weapon yet in our offense this year i will say though um again going back to the suspensions uh one of our suspended players Braden galloway um certainly we've got a high hopes for him doesn't look like he'll be able to go in this game unfortunately but uh yeah he, he looks to be the guy of the future
0: drugs don't pay man i they i've learned that my whole life i think that started in nixon's era drugs don't pay just say no just say now, Uh one of my favorite things is that, like, y'all have one running back that is worth having, and y'all ride him to run, only run. He is not a receiving threat. Like, I don't know if we're even going to put a guy on him when he leaves the backfield. He has 11 receptions all year for 73 yards. Um, Our third-string running back has more receptions and yards than that. Um So my... One of the things I'm making me feel good about this game is that because I, I listen to most games on mute, so I'm going to probably butcher his name, but Etny, how do you say his name? Uh,
1: Etn, just like the three ETN. letters. Etn, there you
0: go. Okay, Etn. Um, if, like, Bama's just going to tee off of him, wear him down, and after, come third, fourth quarter, he's going to be tired, and we are going to start churning down the field we're gonna get three and outs because he's gonna have dead legs and we're gonna be still running our Stable of guys down your throats y'all are gonna be th- y'all are thin at d-line now because of suspensions uh, We're a little thin on defense because of injuries, but it seems like we're getting some people back And I think if it, this turns into something grueling, which I want it to be I want it. I don't want 40 to 35 I want 9 to 12 That's my ideal game on this because we'll come out winning on that I don't think it's going to be that way, but nothing would make me happier to see single digits on both sides—a yeah. re- replay of the Cheez Its Bowl without all the interceptions.
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, uh, I I think you look at the the three matchups these teams have played the last three years. The one last year that played to Alabama's favor, Clemson did not have an offensive production at all on the day, and you guys won something like what was it, twenty three to nine, or
0: mm-hmm. twenty six to nine.
1: Um, unfortunately for Bama, I think Clemson will be scoring into the twenties, possibly the thirties, if the game doesn't go higher than that. And um, you know, ETN, you mentioned not necessarily uh, that prolific in the passing game. I agree, but Clemson does distribute the ball to its running backs. Uh, we have two other running backs that do get involved in the passing game. And actually, from a percentage of carries standpoint, ETN's is not necessarily the um, the lone kind of uh, ball carrier on the team. Um, I think the other wrinkle, though, we know that Alabama can be susceptible to. I mean, every team can be susceptible to a quarterback uh, that can give you fits with his legs. I think that is a wrinkle that the coaching staff has used selectively with Trevor Lawrence. Um, he has incredible high-end speed once he gets going. Um, dude's six six. Uh, he can he can definitely motor, and I think that's something that Alabama can't take can't take for granted uh, that they can contain him. So you know that's a wrinkle, but. I, when you look back at the Deshaun Watson championship team, uh, we had a similar running back, um, Wayne Gallman, to ETN. Simil, you know, similar in that they weren't necessarily you know, uh, like Damian Harris and like those guys in kind of a dual pass-catching mold. Um, and they were able to generate enough of a run, run game to keep drives moving and to, keep, to get that play, the play count up. I think that is a formula here where Alabama's defense has a thinness of depth, especially in the secondary. If you get them up into the 60, 70, 80 play count on the game, um, if it is a back and forth kind of shootout type atmosphere, you are going to get the secondary of Alabama, you know, and the safeties that are relatively young um, and inexperienced, you are going to see the play count grow and you'll see fatigue there start to play in. And that's where Clemson starts to unleash its wide receiver core and um
0: see that's something they've been saying for years is oh alabama's got a young secondary young secondary but yet remember we have the best secondary coach in the world coaching them up and they've had nothing to they have not had to fake like they're going to classes or doing anything that for over a month now so they'll be dialed in yes they're young but they're athletic and they're well coached so that is always a worry with Alabama because our massive turnover every year, losing people to the NFL, leaving early, and all that. But come on, yeah, Nick Saban's like Nick Saban who he's gonna play. Like he never thought Notre Dame could beat Clemson, so they've been prepping oh, yeah. the, you've, they've you've the army, for y'all. You've had the army, the
1: army of yeah. analysts in the basement since October.
0: The, all the fired coaches. We got the guy that killed somebody from Maryland. We got Butch Davis washing cars. We got everybody.
1: I mean, Sabin is basically running rehab or what I call white-collar prison for uh, for disgraced ex-head coaches.
0: Yes. If if you've been a head coach and you've been fired because you suck at your job, Nick Saban will bring you in for pennies on the dollar, suck all the knowledge you have about all of our opponents that we're going to play that you've somehow coached against or coached for, uh, and then somehow you'll get hired as a DC or an OC to a. A second tier college, and you will start climbing that coaching tree again. Um, there's actually a nice SEC short on it um, that was uh, pretty on good. YouTube. No, yeah, it works for us though.
1: Like, I mean, you have to admire the
0: except for except for Stark. Stark was the one hiccup in the system, um, but he still got a good job. He recently's been fired, but he did he he got a good job leaving. He just did a bad job at Alabama.
1: Well. Sarkisian just got fired. He's back. I mean, Mike Loxley, we thank you for your service. Um, Sark, you're happy at any time to, to re- reclaim the helm at OC. Um, looking forward to that coming up this Monday. Um, Sark reclaiming his role. Um, but really, you know, you do have to admire the, the charity and the good Christian servitude of Nick Saban. Um, Bryant-Denny Stadium, basically the world's biggest halfway house. Um, I, I do appreciate that. And um,
0: Saban's a good Catholic. Goes to church every Sunday. It, um, hard to find a Catholic church in Tuscaloosa, but he knows where the one is. It
1: is. It is uh, surprising to me a bit, though, that Bama fans are all right with their program effectively being a social safety net, as it is.
0: Whatever wins football games, um, that's with the SEC. Whatever you, whatever you gotta, whatever you do, every day but Saturday, we don't care about. It, as long as Saturday you leave with that W. Um I know it's a bad standard, but it is what it is and it works for us.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. What a, what is your take as a fan here? I mean, are you are you, you guys sick of facing Clemson? Or are you do you feel like, you know, bring it on, they're the best best next team in the country?
0: Um I I think there is some fatigue, especially amongst like the more casual fans. Um the Walmart fans don't care, but, like, the people that went there in the 90s, they've been following it a little bit. That kind of casual Alabama fan's like, can we play somebody else? Um, I like it. It's one and two. It's what the BCS would have spit out. Yeah. Um, it's what the playoff is supposed to be. Um and we have a good track record against y'all. I was at the game when we beat you when we first on our way up with Saban in Atlanta. Uh, and that was fun. And it's it's always a competitive game. Uh, well, not always, but most of the time it's a competitive game. And um, Hunter Renfro finally will graduate after this one. Um, I don't know how he's been playing so long and not have a CT already because I think he started playing when they were in leather helmets. Um he, uh, but it's he's a calloused good brain. To, That's how it works. Okay, he's got no. He's got a word packer brain, so he, he doesn't get it. Um, but it's good. I like it. Like y'all are a good fan base. We're a good fan base. Um, there's no real animosity. Is the only thing I don't like about it. I wish there was more hatred. Uh, so, like when we played against when we play LSU, I think I'm gonna get shot half the time I'm there. Right. When we played Notre Dame in uh, L, uh, in New Orleans. All of those fans thought they were better than us, so we hated them for that. Uh, When we played UT, they thought they were smarter than us. Uh, Like, I like that, when everybody hates us. Clemson, y'all are a state school too. Like, y'all aren't anything special. Uh, Like We have a good nursing school and accounting school. Outside of that, we're not ranked very high on other stuff. So I like that, just state schools that are here to play some football. Um, I do wish there was some more hatred.
1: Yeah, for Clemson fans, as much as they think they, you know, we we face off with Bama, we lose to Bama. We have Bama to thank for essentially the most legendary coaches in our in our coaching tr- or in our in our school history. Uh, Frank Howard, our legendary coach, went to Alabama. Danny Ford played for Alabama, um, and obviously Dabo did as well. But without that that whooping in Atlanta that you talked about, Tommy Bowden may not have gotten fired. I mean the we lost to Wake Forest True. on a Thursday night, um, and that was the the final nail in the coffin. But that Alabama loss um, in the Chick Fil A kickoff uh, kind of did him in, Which you know, then we get Dabo, and the rest is history. So um, keep that in mind, Clemson fans. I guess I mean I you know that's not to say we're not here. I mean it. You know I kind of equate it to there's other sports I follow where um, you kind of have two heavyweights that emerge at the same time. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors. And if it wasn't for that other team, what would your team be doing right now? You know, you you'd be on this crazy run of x number of titles in a row, but you can't, you know, to be the best you have to beat the best. And I think for the kind of when you look back at certainly for the last like 20 years, you've had runs of really, you know, really prolific great college football programs that either fizzle out, but they were great in a period like Miami, let's say, when they or USC, where they didn't necessarily have an equal there, and I think it's it's definitely a good thing for either of our fan bases to kind of have another um, you know opponent to go ahead head to head with there. Um, so anyway, I think it's cool. I mean, one downside personally, it sucks that we're not able to really see Dabo or Saban sit in on any of these these coaching kind of roundtables um, during these championship games because they're on the sidelines coaching.
0: Uh, Nick Saban would not say anything. He would just be like, oh, that was a good play. I think Dabo would be good because he's a little bit more loose-lipped. Um, yeah, Saban wouldn't, but just wouldn't me,
1: let anything out of the vault.
0: Just get me Les Miles and Steve Sperrier in like a bottle of bourbon between the two of them, and I think we're going to get a good show.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You, you probably didn't go back and watch the Cotton Bowl uh, coaching roundtable, but Paul Johnson from Georgia Tech was there. Great, great, great watch. Mac Brown is kind of the, the MC. That was a good one. I didn't watch the other one. Um,
0: I th- I'm sorry I was not <laughs> able to watch that because I actually have other things going on in my life besides college football. I know it's hard to believe, but there thi- there are other things out there, like 3D printing knockoff Cartier things. It's a new hobby. It's important. Time.
1: Bootlegs, find French luxury items. It's like your second pastime.
0: Right. Yeah, you get a 3D printer. What else are you gonna do besides <laughs> bootlegs and uh, French stuff? Exactly. Um, but because I know we're running out of time, I wanted to bring something up with you. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of the Adidas pay-for-play schemes going on in college basketball. FBI is involved. Um, my worry, or some rumblings I've been heard, and I've done a little investigative, reporting, uh, investigative journalism myself on it, um, and it seems that Trevor Lawrence had some sort of deal with Adidas in high school. His Twitter from high school is just littered with ads for Adidas. His brother's drawing Adidas shoes. He's faking phone calls on Adidas. He's adding Adidas almost every other tweet. Um, Would you like to speak to the most likely subpoenaing of Trevor Lawrence uh, in the coming days by the FBI?
1: Clemson's a Nike school. Those accusations are unsubstantiated. I believe Tennessee but he was
0: being recruited by a lot of other Adidas schools. I believe
1: Tennessee um, is an Adidas school. Uh, there Phil Fulmer is filthy. That's all I have to comment to, on.
0: Okay. Just saying where there's smoke, there's usually fire. Um, I don't want to say he's the next scam Newton, but there could be some things coming down the line. Trevor um, squeaky. Don't, clean. Tell, don't tell me. I didn't warn you. Okay. Trevor squeaky. Clean. Well, so was Cam Newton. You know, his dad was a preacher None, nothing bad ever happens when somebody's squeaky clean.
1: Fair enough. Uh, so I think right. we got to bottom line it here, Dozer. We're running out of time. Um, prediction for the game. How you think it'll play out?
0: Um, how I want it to play out, tied by three in a twelve to nine game. Um, how it's going to play out is. I wish I would have gotten the under, uh, the over when it was at fifty three and when it, when it opened. Um, I think you're right. The average score of a tied game this year has been 62 points total. Uh, I think it's going to not be – I think it's going to be something similar to the um, game against Oklahoma where we start off quickly. Um, Especially Trevor Lawrence hasn't been really shook all year. Um, The ACC was on a down year this year, um, so he never really had to face anybody scary. Notre Dame was a joke. Um, so I think we'll jump out to an early lead uh, and then just ride that to a victory. I'm going to say 35-21.
1: All right. I mean, I I think I agree with you that it's going to – Alabama starts, starts hot and fast. Uh, Clemson, that's not been their forte necessarily this year on offense. I think that they um, – the one thing that will keep this from getting too out of hand early is going to be the field conditions – and the pass rush and getting after Tua. He was not pressured at all. I think he was pressured on like 20% of his dropbacks against Oklahoma. That number should be a lot closer to, to half against Clemson. Um, my thing is the field conditions are going to be really rough. It's going to rain the whole week. It's a brand new field that they're bringing in. Uh, so it's going to be a little little loose out there on the turf. Um, and I believe that plus Clemson's wicked pass rush is going to get home on Tua. Um, and that will, buy Clemson... Uh, two is going to get his in the passing game, certainly. But I think Clemson's going to be able to make enough plays in the pass rush, and our secondary is actually underrated. Um, they're going to they're pressure and bother the undersized Alabama receivers on the line. And I see Clemson needing to come from behind, but pulling ahead in the fourth quarter on the heels of a running game that is playing against a gas defense.
0: that's fine if we're down we'll just bring in our second string quarterback that beat you last year
1: uh technically your defense beat us okay um but if just if 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 jalen hurts is on the field i'm a happy man especially toward the end of the game
0: uh, okay well georgia probably saw the Uh, same thing i know at the sec championship
1: clemson's a lot better than georgia Uh,
0: debatable Yeah, that'll I, we'll do that I in guess next podcast.
1: Games, game score, I'm thinking both both teams will get into the 30s, um, probably upper 30s. I could see 38, 35. Clemson, I'd be wouldn't be shocked by that outcome. Um, but yeah, it. We will we will have to see. I think it. I I would I agree with you that take the over, even with the weather conditions.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I will most likely see you Monday. Yes, sir. Um, it's gonna be great. Uh, can't wait to win the. With a four. What do you even call it? Like, it's not a trilogy. They don't Quadrilogy, do just big words but like that, that sounds
1: stupid. Um, cor- that is super stupid. Quartet?
0: Rocky Four. Rocky Four. <laughs> I
1: call it uh, Star Wars Episode four: A New Hope. We'll beat you all this year. You guys can come back. The Empire Strikes <laughs> Back next year. And we'll be Return of the Jedi for number six. That'll be Trevor Lawrence's last year.
0: See, if we're going to do that, we're going to say it's going to be like the Phantom Menace and be underwhelming (laughs) that was the first one that was the first one yeah but it was the one that was released fourth yeah i guess i'm gonna go with chronological release date (laughs) and say this is gonna be the phantom menace
1: okay um all right natalie portman will be there so that'll be that'll be good
0: Uh, really figure out where she's sitting let's get some seats
1: um (laughs) all right well uh thank you so much dozer always good having you on let's do a recap show We'll just do a real quick one just to recap it. Um, No timeline on that. we got a long offseason, and we're both dads.
0: Yeah, and uh, we've already beat y'all's butt in recruiting, so I'll just coast on that for a while.
1: Yeah, we we still pull recruits out of Alabama, though. Justin Ross, he's going to be the key to the game this week.
0: Okay. All right, I'll talk to you later. Thanks a
1: lot, buddy. See ya.